Hello, and welcome to Awakened. Here you will hear the uncensored, unbiased truth of worldly affairs through the eyes of a believer. Hello and welcome to Awakened. The big question is, is America the mystery Babylon of the Bible or of Revelations? That's not exactly too easy of an answer. We definitely fit uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of what is said, what Babylon or mystery Babylon is supposed to look like. Just to give you some hints on what that's supposed to look like let's go to revelation 18 okay after these things i saw another angel come down from heaven having great authority and the earth was illuminated by his glory he cried out with a mighty voice saying fallen fallen is babylon the great she has become a den of demons a haunt for every unclean spirit and for every unclean bird, and for every unclean detestable beast. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the fury of her immorality. The kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich off the power of her self-indulgence. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you participate in her sins and receive her plagues. For her sins have piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. Pay her back just as she paid out, and get and give her back double for her deeds. In the cup she has mixed, mix a double dose for her. As she has exalted herself and indulged herself in luxury, so give, so give her the, the same measure of torment and grief. For in her heart she says, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, I shall never see grief. For this reason her plagues will arrive in a single day, death and grief and famine, and she shall be burned down with fire, for mighty is Adonai Elohim who judges her. Then the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and indulged the luxury with her shall weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing far off because of the terror of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, O great city, O Babylon, the mighty city, for in a single hour your judgment has come, and the merchant of the earth keep weep and mourn for her, because no one buys their merchandise anymore. Shipments of gold, silver, precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, and scarlet, all kinds of critten wood, all kinds of ivory products, all kinds of products made of costly wood, brown, bronze, iron, and marble, cinnamon, spice, incense, miriam, frankincense, wine, oil, fine, fine flour, and wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, and chariots, and slaves, that is, human souls. The fruit of her soul's desire has gone from you, and all the expense and beauty, beautiful things are lost to you. Never again will people find them. The merchants of these things 
who became rich from her shall stand far off for fear of her torment, weeping and mourning, saying, Alas, alas, O great city, clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For a single hour so much wealth has been ruined, and every ship, captain and passenger, sailors and all who make their living at sea stood at a distance and were crying out, seeing the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like the great city? And they threw dust on over their heads and were crying out, weeping and mourning, Alas, O great city! And her, all who had ships at sea grew rich from her wealth, for in a single hour has she been ruined. Rejoice over her, O, her, o heaven, and your Kedashim emissaries and prophets, for God has judged her condemnation of you. Then a mighty angel picked up a stone like a great milestone and threw it into the sea, saying, So shall Babylon, the great city, be thrown down the violent with violence, never to be found again. And the sound of harpists and musicians, flautists, trumpeters, shall never be heard in you again, and the craftsmen of any craft shall never be found in you again. And the sound of a mill shall never be heard in you again. And the light of a lamp shall never shine in you again. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall never be heard in you again. For your business were the tycoons of the world. For all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and Kiddushim and all those slaughtered on the earth. That's a pretty serious chapter right there. And for me, reading that, I'm not so sure that it's a nation. Maybe it is a city. I mean, it repeats city over and over. And I know there's multiple theories on what this uh, chapter of Revelation or who uh, that it's talking about. There's a lot of people that believe that America is this mystery Babylon. Um there's also people that believe that it's a city. I know reading this, it makes me think of New York. Some of the uh, verses remind me when Jonathan Kahn, I don't know if y'all heard about him, but he talked about uh, when the uh, World Trade Center towers were were brought down, how basically it was, uh, it was judgment on uh, the nation for us uh, committing all kinds of sins and breaking the laws of God, doing away with God in general. Either way, this city or this nation, according to this prophecy, is going to be done away with or destroyed in a matter of hours or hour, which I don't know if that's literal or if this is one of those instances where when it talks about hour, it's talking about a day or... <laughs> or whatever, but uh, either way, I, it gives you the feeling that uh, it's going to happen quickly. Anyways, so if we are Mystery Babylon and we're going to receive judgment uh, quickly, it kind of brings me back to was the eclipse that we had, was that a warning? And the next eclipse that we're supposed to have, which is in... Uh, uh, exactly seven years, almost exactly seven years from this last one that we're supposed 
uh, that we had. Is that our final warning? Was this the beginning of wake-up calls that we were going to see through the next seven years? Where this next seven years is going to be hell for the world and for the United States. Uh, Maybe particularly the United States. Uh, Another interesting thing about um, uh, the path that uh, this next uh, total solar eclipse is going to uh, happen or where it's going to align is basically going to create an X on the United States. A lot of people see that and gives them another reason to believe that that this these solar eclipses are definitely foreboding and warning us of what's coming. Another reason why people believe that the United States is the mystery Babylon is because a lot of the evil, a lot of the uh, uh, the fashion trends, everything, <laughs> uh, a lot of sinful things come out of this nation. A lot of uh, a lot of trends come from this nation, but then again, they do come from Europe also. But I can see how people believe that we are. I know here lately. This world has flipped upside down in the last 20, 30 years. Somehow we've gotten to the point where where the most common sense good is now bad and it's evil. And now the most insane things are supposed to be normal. You're supposed to think they're normal and and act the way you want them to act and believe the way you want to, uh, the way they want you to believe or you're either racist, sexist, or just hateful in general. And it has nothing to do with hate or racism or any of this. It's just, it's a simple fact of what truth is. And we have the Pope. We have the Pope telling people that the only way to get to heaven is to be a Catholic. And there's really a lot of people... (laughs) At least a lot of people with some kind of following that really believe that and tell their the people that follow them the same thing. And I guarantee you probably half of them really believe that you have to be a Catholic to enter into the kingdom of heaven. When it comes down to it, God's not going to care what denomination you're in. It's going to be whether or not you follow his laws and the If you don't think that the law has anything to do with this and it's just pure grace, then you need to go back and read what Yeshua himself said. Like Matthew chapter 5, 17 17 through 19. Uh, There's no other way to take this uh, a different way. And if you do, then... (laughs) You need to do some soul searching and hopefully people will pray for you. If you think Yeshua came here to do away with the law or uh, or the Old Testament and that the Old Testament is irrelevant, um, you're wrong. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. I know it's blunt, but you're wrong. If you teach others that the Torah or the prophets are done away with, I'm not saying that you're you're going to go to hell. But what it does say 
is that you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven, that's for sure. If you think that Yeshua died on the cross to do away with the law, you're wrong. And Yeshua says so himself uh, in Matthew 5, 17 through 19. Uh, he says, do not think that I came to destroy the Torah or the prophets. Uh, now in this version that I'm reading from, uh, it says Torah, but in the other, um, in the other, uh, other translations like, uh, the English stand, standard version or the King James version, it says, uh, law, but that's what the law is. The law is Torah. Um, and if you don't believe me, look it up. Everywhere in the New Testament where they mention law or lawlessness, they're talking about Torah and the Old Testament, what's in the Old Testament. Okay, and, and this right here, it, it proves that point. Just, just the sentence itself. Do not think that I came to destroy the Torah or the prophets, or you can put law or the prophets. They both go together. They're both in the Old Testament. That's why he's saying this. Uh, this is all they had to teach from then. He didn't teach from any New Testament uh, theology. People weren't saved out of the New Testament, out of the Good News Bible or any of these other New Testament Bibles. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that those are, are no good by any means. I mean, I'm not trying to talk about them in a uh, derogatory manner. But he's, uh, he continues... I did not come to destroy, but to complete. Or in some of the other versions, it says to fulfill. A lot of people try to say that what he was saying is that he came here to destroy and to fulfill, which somehow means that they're done away with now. And if you uh, if you believe that, and if you believe that, you're <laughs> you're not reading it right. You're you're making it mean something other than what it means. You're making a word mean the complete opposite of what it means. I've heard uh, some great ways of explaining it. I forgot one of them, uh, but one of the ways I do know how is think about it like this. What sense does it make for him to just him to say, I did not come to destroy the law, but to destroy the law. It doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, but this is something that mainstream Christianity has been teaching for centuries, pretty much since the Romans took over. And when they really, their anti-Semitic, hateful uh, popes and the other people that were in charge, I mean, they hated Jews. At one point in time, they all went to synagogue together. And so slowly they split up. And um, there's a bunch of people that are held with really high um, regards within the Catholic Church that have some writings that are pretty controversial just because of the things that they talk about. Anyways, let's finish uh, Matthew 5, 17 through 19. Okay, next he says, For truly I say to you, till the heaven and the earth pass away, one yod or one tittle, shall be shall by no means pass from the Torah till all be done when he's talking about all be done he's talking about everything till he comes back uh, till heaven and earth passes away basically and that is something that will happen eventually 
Uh, doesn't mean we're going to pass away, but heaven and earth are, are not going to be the same as we think. Um, okay, so it says, Whoever then breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the reign of the heavens, but whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the reign of heavens. So that's, once again, I'm not saying that... Uh, that you're going to be destroyed. But, uh, it's definitely something that you need to think about. If we're supposed to be like Yeshua, then we better start keeping the Torah because he did. And so does his disciples. After all, they were all Jewish. Here's another uh, example of why the Torah or the Old Testament or whatever, however you want to say I mean, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. So if I say Old Testament, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the Torah, even though there's more than five books in the Old Testament. Uh, but he's, uh, in Luke 16, 17, he says, But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for a single serif of the Torah to, fel to fail. And here's another scary thing about, about why you need to maybe think about about whether or not we should try to keep the Torah. I mean, here's my thing. Torah, and this is not just my thing, sorry. Uh, this is this is the, the broad view of, of this. This is the view that, um, that everyone has that believes that you're supposed to keep the Torah, is that the Torah is not for your salvation because all men fall short of the glory of God, or all men have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans three twenty three, but this is uh, this is something that uh, this is why we have Yeshua's grace, why He died on the cross for us. So when we fall short or when we sin, that we can still be saved. What is sin? Sin is transgression of the law. I mean, it's it's that simple. And if you you try to say anything else, then you're just uh, you're just making it up. There's only one thing that defines sin, and that's the Torah. It's not how you feel or or how you, I don't know, how you feel you should act or how someone else feels you should act. It's how the Torah feels you should act. Okay, so Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Uh, this is a scary part. This should scare every Christian, every even, even people that, that uh, uh, Messianic Jews or or the Messianic uh, Torah observant communities uh, should scare everyone. Okay, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many ways, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you, Get away from me, you workers of lawlessness. He's talking to Christians. No one else casts out demons in, in, in his name. No one else performs miracles in his name. No one else prays in his name. Nobody does these things except for Christians. Uh, or, Pete, or anyone else, whether they call themselves Christians or not, but believe that Yeshua died on the cross for our sins. So uh, when he's talking about lawlessness, he's talking about Torah. To me, that's plain as day. 
that uh, you should at least try to keep the Torah. I mean, all, all, the, all that points to you should be trying to follow God's laws. And when you have a whole nation that teaches the opposite and does the opposite and gets worse and worse and worse uh, over the years, it's coming to the point where you can't even mention God without someone being offended. The tables are turning, uh, sin is good, evil's good. I mean, just turn on the TV and look at the TV. Look at the video games, everything. It's all, it, it's good, it's good. That's what, that's what the media tells us. That's what um, the teachers in school try to tell you. I mean, we have teachers over here. I live in a small town in Texas and we have teachers teaching students nasty songs that they shouldn't be learning dances that they shouldn't be learning I mean just ridiculous stuff uh, really the only way to get around it is to homeschool your children and hopefully one day I can I can do that but uh anyway so I don't know if we're Babylon the mystery Babylon or if it's a city or, or what but I think it's interesting to look at and to see just the way the world is everything that's taking place and you have the Vatican and the Pope who's uh, basically trying to suck up to Islam, teaching people that the only way to be saved is to join the Catholic Church. There's a lot of people that believe there's going to be something new, a new religion coming up soon, and it's going to be called Chrislam. They believe that somehow Islam and Christianity are going to mix, and that that's going to be the one world religion. And that's where, when it comes in the end times, if you're not going to take the mark of the beast, or you're not going to follow them, or you're not going to have allegiance to Allah or whatever. Guess what? They're going to cut your head off. And right now, the only religion, the only people that do that to anyone when they don't believe in something that they don't that they want you to believe in is Islam. They're going to cut your head off. And notice in this in this country, um, they want God. They want the God of the Bible out of everything, out of government, out of schools, out of everything. But at the same time, they're allowing Islam uh, to be taught throughout schools across the United States, uh, whether or not the parents want it. Uh, they're allowing Islam to flourish here. They want to bring, if they could, they'd bring millions and millions of refugees here, just like they're flooding Europe with right now. And all you have to do to really see what's going on in Europe is just look up some videos of some of the footage that people post literally every day of the the crisis that's going on there it's every day there's videos every day of migrants blocking roads uh um completely shutting down highways uh terrorizing people uh, you know stealing what everything that they have there's a reason for this and the vatican the vatican is over here calling for more immigration and that we should do away with nationalism and all this other stuff he's literally calling for a one world government <laughs> a one world economic system all these things this guy doesn't read his own bible and he's the head of the roman catholic church and if he does guess what it's straight from the pits of hell his, his at least his ideas and he's so blind he can't see it because he is literally helping, um, he's helping this one world system move along. 
You know, it's like uh, uh, this one world government, which a lot of people say the UN is, and it's right underneath our noses and we don't even know it. So the UN, the United, the, the United Nations is trying to pull everyone into this one world system of government. That's another reason why I believe that they're after um, our Second Amendment here in the United States and other places. Uh, they don't want anyone to be able to have firearms to rise up and say, no, we're not going with the, these globalist agendas. We're not going into this one world government without a fight. And then they have the Vatican who is reaching out to Muslims and Christians of all denominations and trying to tell people that we should be in a global society and that we should do away with nationalism and that we should allow all these Muslim immigrants who will not assimilate and that won't get jobs and just allow them to flood the earth. Uh, we're living in some strange times. And then another thing before before I end this, uh, I'm sure everyone's heard by now the Las Vegas killer and uh, uh, the massacre that happened in Las Vegas where he killed over 58 or 59 people, injured over 500. And uh, at first they're trying to say he's a lone wolf. And every one of these attacks across Europe's everywhere, they try to say, oh, it's a lone wolf. And then it has nothing to do with Islam. It has nothing to do with any weird ideology. Well, guess what? They've already kind of backtracked on what they said, I guess, because they've seen all the uproar on the Internet. All the proof that there's eyewitnesses everywhere that says that there was a second shooter. There was someone that came up and was warning people to leave that they were all going to die that night. Actually, two people, a woman and, and what appeared to be her boyfriend, and hopefully they're they're looking for them, and maybe they're just not uh, announcing it or whatever. But it seems after the uproar and everyone's pretty much calling out the mainstream media that they're full of crap, um, the, the sheriff there actually announced uh, over the last day or two, he's announced that they're actually investigating and thinking that he probably was radicalized. Now, I don't know if they know what it was from yet, but here's another thing. ISIS did take responsibility for it, claimed claimed that he was a soldier of Islam. Um, and a lot of people say, oh, well, ISIS uh, claims that about everybody. Actually, they don't look it up. Look at all the other attacks that's happened throughout Europe. They didn't say these things. And usually when they do, they're at least loosely tied to to them, whether it's just they were a supporter or, or what, but they were always had some kind of tie to him. I mean, I'm not 100% sure if that's if he really does have a tie, but I'm just saying it's a possibility and don't try to act like there's no possibility. And that's exactly what the media is doing. And, and the opposite of what they're doing is blaming Republican men. And or or to be more specific, Republican white men. And there was actually a uh, CBS uh, host um, or maybe I, I don't know. I don't know if they were a host or not, but uh, someone up there in uh, up there in NBC uh, sent out a tweet or something like that saying that uh, um, that basically they shouldn't 
shouldn't feel sorry for uh, for any of them or that they didn't have any kind of sympathy because they were all white Republicans and the, I don't know. Pretty much saying that they deserved it, that they deserved to die because they were white Republicans. Um, so anyways, now the sheriff is saying that finally saying that uh, that, that he probably did have an accomplice and there was he definitely had an escape plan. Um, it wasn't a lone wolf attack. They had a plan. They'd been planning this for months. Well, actually, now they're saying years. Um, I remember back uh, when uh, the nightclub, the gay nightclub in Florida was hit from um, a... Uh, terrorist that supported ISIS um, when that happened I remember thinking this is going to continue to happen because and oh, it's going to continue to happen and the reason why I knew it is because our FBI pretty much let it happen they uh, they knew everything. They knew everything before. Um, th- they knew all about the guy. They knew about how how he was radicalized. He was on an FBI watch list. And they let him. They, they pretty much let him. I think they even had tips that he was going to do something like this. And that he, tr- he actually uh, was scoping out uh, Disneyland or something. Uh, thinking about trying to do an attack there. And that's why he was on the watch list. Well, uh, um, somehow they just decide, okay, well, we're just going to not uh, not respond to this and we'll see what happens. And then another thing is um, me coming from a uh, special operations background in the Army. Uh, from uh, I had an experience in the 1st Ranger Battalion. And the time it took their SWAT team to react, uh, I can't remember exactly how many hours it was, but I know it was way too long. And I wasn't the only person that's ever been in any kind of units where we did raids. My thing is, it, it almost felt like it was intentional. Like they, they let this guy go in there in this nightclub and killed as many people as he possibly could. Same thing goes for uh, what happened in Las Vegas. They're saying that we had a SWAT team there. Before this gunman stopped firing, th- there was a SWAT team there 25 or 24 minutes or something like that, 20, 20 something minutes before he stopped firing. So they sat outside that door ready to, um, ready to breach and go take this guy out. And they sat out there for 24 minutes waiting while he was mowing down people out there at that concert, it, it, it's almost like they were letting him kill as many people as, as he possibly could, so they could go and throw their agenda, their agenda out onto the world that guns are bad and that somehow these laws to, to basically, really, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it to where people just can't buy them anymore, and, and then the, they will eventually try to do a gun confiscation, but we all know that's. That's not going to go well. 
We're not going to be like Australia and just willingly hand over our weapons. Uh, this is America. If that happens, if there's not some kind of grandfather thing going on or something, there's going to be a civil war. People have been talking about a civil war here in the United States for probably a good 10, 15 years now. Once again, we're headed into some dark times, and it's pretty bad when, when uh, people here in the United States and across the world don't know who to believe, whether ISIS claims this guy's theirs, or the FBI says no, he's not, or the, or our government says no, he's not. People, <laughs> literally, they we don't know who to believe. That's saying something. That's saying what kind of situation we're in. And it's not good. I hope you're prepared because uh, at this rate, we're going to see war on our own streets, whether it's from whether it's a left wing, right wing conflict or government versus civilian conflict or nuclear bomb or there, there's a million different things that could happen. But something's got to give. So I hope you're prepared. Anyways, um, a lot of this shouldn't uh, like I say you should be prepared, but I'm not trying to completely scare you because uh, uh, we all know that things like this are supposed to happen and that uh, by knowing that this is supposed to happen and we see these things in the news <clears throat> every day we see something in the news and it's like okay uh, to me that helps reconfirm what I believe and what I've been taught and what I've learned um, that God's in control because these things are happening almost verbatim. So with all these things going on throughout the world, uh, we definitely shouldn't let let it upset us because Luke chapter 21, verse 28 says, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. So this has been an Awakened Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.